0: Welcome to the Business of Beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers and mischief. Hello and welcome to the Business of Beverages. My name is Will Keating. I'm your host. I'm joined by Mr. Portrick Foxy Fox. Hello, Will. I'm ready to do battle again. Excellent. Yes, it's been tough. We've been back and forth. So I've forgotten the scores even, but somebody's ahead yeah one of us (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well we 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 did tie the last round we both got the same score so i think i think then overall it is a tie yeah i was gonna say if one of us was in the lead we probably still are in the lead but i i i'm not doing this for the victories i'm just doing this to uh, get educated on very strings brands oh uh okay well will we kick off this week um so the format remains the same We each have a beverage and we reveal clues about that beverage the earlier the other guesses, the higher the points scored. Right, I'm going to tell you straight off that this is a brand rather than than a beverage because otherwise we could be here all day. So, for five points, Will, this brand was invented in Italy in 1845 as a cure for cholera. Oh. 1845. I'm actually reasonably good at cholera related drinks no no but foundation dates for beers all those yeah, so those things kind of tends to stick in my head i 1845 did you say 1845 yeah, yeah it doesn't ring a bell uh, no i uh okay. oh, sorry a wild guess i'm gonna guess martini it is not martini Okay. Um, It's also not a beer, as our next clue will tell you. So there's 27 ingredients, which are a very tightly held trade secret. But what the beverage manufacturer does tell you is that it contains rhubarb from China, gentian from France, galanga from India or from Sri Lanka, chamomile from Europe, as well as linden, iris, saffron and myrrh. 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 Um, hasn't been heard about since Jesus was born but uh, this, this this company proudly <laughs> use it in their beverage um, I'm pretty sure that rhubarb is a main flavor ingredient for Aperol Aperol that's your guess Aperol yes that's my guess it, it's not Aperol oh Oh. I, was, I was feeling <laughs> very confident about that. I think Aperol is a rhubarb. Is rhubarb one of the main flavors? I think so, yeah. Aperol? Yeah. Okay. I thought you had it. I really thought you had it until you said the word Aperol. <sighs> uh, but look, maybe maybe the next one I'll give it to you. So so for three points, uh, it's 39% ABV, so it can be sipped neat or served in cocktails. And the two most popular cocktails it's served in are called the Toronto and Hanky Panky. This is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've kind of just overreached with the Aperol. I was sure it was Aperol. You're kind of going in the same, the, the right direction with Aperol, but but it's not Aperol. Yeah. Frangelico. It's not Frangelico. No, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Frangelico, of course, a hazelnut liqueur, isn't it? Uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, or, or almond. Is it almond or hazelnut? Hazelnut, I think isn't it yeah all right well maybe maybe for two points this this might point you in the right direction um so sales of this beverage brand absolutely skyrocketed in the u.s during prohibition because even though it's 39 abv which of course would normally be outlawed it was still available in medicinal shops so you could buy it for you know not cholera but other things uh, that might assail you at the time however in the time since then the biggest market in the world for this beverage is Argentina, with seventy-five percent of all the product actually sold there. Is it Fernet Branca? It is Fernet Branca. Oh, you idiot! You idiot! Why did you take you so long? Yeah, the hanky panky and the Toronto—they they, weren't—they weren't helpful at all. I'm afraid I wasn't friendly with them. But yes, Argentina—I knew that Fernet Branca was huge in South America. Yep, serve, serve the cola. Fantastic, great, yeah. great clues. Your, uh, your, your, one pointer. Um, should, should you have gotten to that, was that its uh, nickname is the bartender's handshake, and it is symbolized by a tradable coin. Yes, There's a shot, uh, and it's, of course, big sales in San Francisco, where a shot or the coin is passed over between bartenders as they're um, changing shift. Yeah, yep. there's rules around the coins, and they're very highly collectible. Uh, yeah, I had a quick look at Wikipedia when I was preparing this, and the cheapest Fernabranco coin I can find is fifty-five euro X postage. Because you're not supposed to buy them; you're supposed to trade them. Great, very impressive. Well done. No, well done you. Yeah, but That was I, a it was a hard earned two points for you. The rhubarb one, I was, like I, I, I was licking my lips. I was like, I know rhubarb. <laughs> it's definitely April. April is rhubarb flavored. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly certain. Uh, I, but I had no idea. Fernet bracket doesn't taste like rhubarb, I can tell you that much. No, no, it's very different. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, so two points. Let's see how you do. So, five points. This once popular drink has staged a revival in recent years. Okay. We can think about literally any craft beer ever made in the last 24 months. Um, so this is a... Um, beverage a category of beverage as opposed to a brand okay um look i'm going to stick with the uh, i'm not going to get it on five points but i'm going to stick with the the craft beer theme and i'm going to go with a grudziski polish smoked lager wow that's left field (laughs) that's very (laughs) (laughs) Uh, neat no you'll be surprised (laughs) Um, but well done for the guess uh for four points so a traditional ritual at the start of each drinking session for this drink was spilling a drop of it onto the floor as an offering to Mother Earth. Oh, uh, is it is it the South Korean liqueur whose name I can't remember? Because I think we've had this on the quiz previously. And even, even worse, I think I asked the questions and I can't remember the answer. And I think Baiju was the one that, that had a similar offering. Ah, to, okay. So to bring harmony to the earth or something earth. like that. But anyway, yeah. no, it's not. It's not South Korean or Baiju, Soju, none of those. Uh, okay. Uh, in which case, I'm not sure at all. Um, God, I really can't think of where you... Do, do you know what? I'm just going to go with ancient Mesopotamian beer. From 7,000 BC. No. Seems like the kind of thing you do for a servant. <laughs> Uh in, in Mesopotamia, they used to drink the beer from a communal pot at the end of very long straws that had a filter at the bottom of the straw because they didn't filter their beer and it was full of uh, husks from, from whatever grain they'd managed to scrounge together. Uh, but no, unfortunately not. Okay. For three points, the leading exporter of this beverage is Hacienda Bortolo. Hacienda Bortolo. Again, every time you mention a name, you put like an emphasis on it. And I never know if it's a red herring or if it's like the bit of the clue I really should pay attention to. (laughs) i just mean, haven't I? It does sound possibly Caribbean, maybe. Hacienda. Um, I'm I'm not. I'm trying very hard now. Hacienda Bortolo. Now, is it like a spiced rum? I'm sure it's not, but I'm just going to... No. Go with it. So, made from the maguey or agave plant, this drink is a Mexican speciality. For two points. Mezcal? No. 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 Mezcal and tequila are my two Mexican drink options. With... An ABV of between 5 to 7%, a cloudy, milky appearance, this drink is served in pulquerias all across Mexico. Oh, I have point. to say I'm not, not familiar with it at all. Cactus juice as a last kind of... Well, I, do you know what? I'm going to give you that because it is, in fact, pulque. Uh, pulque is served in pulquerias, and it is is essentially fermented agave juice they oh, uh, they go just learned about a new drink I have actually mentioned that to you before so when we first mentioned doing a shot off quiz I, I said like something like pulque you know and we actually had a conversation about it but obviously it <laughs> didn't stick in your head conversation meant a lot more to you than it did to me I think <laughs> okay well yeah so pulque is a a milky slightly viscous Mexican drink essentially their version of beer, but rather being made from barley, it was being made from uh, agave juice. Yeah. Uh, stage of revival, some pulquerias in Mexico City. Um, so a lot like tasting rooms as sort of a craft beer revival. But I think the taste is very different. It's not carbonated, it's slightly sour. Oh, that actually does sound kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, now that I know it exists, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, they, they serve flavored versions, which is helping... Uh, enormously with the popularity and they look very cool because they're all kind of different pastel (coughs) colours. Right. Ah, There we go. I I have learned. Let's get off before you have to uh, go do a COVID test or something. (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening to the Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at BizBevPod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash (coughs) BizBevPod.